T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in the mix on a Friday edition of Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Also now welcoming him in. Editor-in-chief at TheBirdRights.com, Ali Cosell. And man, I'm expecting you to be a pretty busy man next week with next week with the uh, NBA trade deadline coming up. How you doing, Ali? I'm doing all right. And yeah, I mean, look, what, they've won three times in the last 18 games and Ooh. now you've got a trade deadline. So what is the team supposed to do, right? I like that you positive spin you put on it. Three wins is what we, we talk I about. Like that. Too, right. No, I'm just kidding. Go continue. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, look, do you try and save this team uh, this, this season with a big move? Maybe do some Band-Aids and hope the guys can, you know, find their mojo from earlier in the season? Do you wait for Zion? I mean, there's so many questions right now, and I don't think there's a the right answer. You you mentioned, obviously, Zion is the, uh, the big, uh, I guess you would say, I don't want to say, uh, <laughs> like... Lynchpin? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I, I wasn't coming up with it, but... Missing him is obviously huge for this lineup. Uh, Brandon Ingram being out for a while, too, didn't help at all. At least B.I.'s back in the mix now, but I see you wanting to say something. Yeah, and I guess my question, I'm sorry if this is kind of like a no, Bobby no. interruption here, but <laughs> is it is it really just as simple as, like, man, you need Zion back? Because I feel like the whole right. the whole reason I was very bullish on this Pelicans roster is that you could survive without one of your stars for an extended period. Obviously, you don't want to live without both of them for that long, but a 10-game losing streak with with this type of roster, I mean, that's just – I didn't see that coming in, in a million years, and, and suddenly it feels like this is a team that just forgot how to win basketball games. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because that is exactly what it feels like. And look – they survived when Zion missed a handful of games, you know, before the end of December. Right. Right? I mean, and we saw that. They were, what, 20, 23 and 12 or something along those lines, almost in first place in the Western Conference. And if it wasn't Zion, then there was somebody else always picking up the slack. Well, now I just think everything's just all kind of falling apart to where they, they maybe grew a little bit overly reliant on Zion, right? So the offense changed a little bit once he started playing well and there was no Brandon Ingram. Then you add the fact that all these role players that were used to smaller roles and they had fresher legs suddenly being pushed into bigger responsibilities and more minutes than they're used to in their careers. And now I feel like just everybody kind of just hit a wall, right? Brandon's back, but he's not the same in rhythm guy that we've, you know, gotten to know here in New Orleans. So he's still searching for a shot. Hopefully he found something, right, in that game against the Mavericks where he started looking pretty darn good yeah. towards the end of the game. And look, the bottom line, though, is this. It's hard to win this league without your stars and your stars playing their best ball. And you don't have to look any further than what happened to the Dallas Mavericks last night. 
right? With Luca, they were, what, up 30 points. He goes out. They almost lost the game. So it really does help to have your stars. I think that's the number one thing. But it's been just a whole slew of things, right, as I mentioned. And then team, on top of it, just not shooting well now. I think they've gotten frustrated. And you can see it. That's why all of a sudden, playing for 48 minutes with that effort that we all grew accustomed to, now they can't do that either. So I don't know, like I said, where do you go if you're Willie Green in the coaching staff? But you got to find something. you got to go back to square root. You know, you know, maybe back to training camp. I don't know. But you got to somehow light these guys a fire that they can play for 48 minutes and just build on that. Yeah, it, it almost feels like like in the offseason, there was a really a lot of gravity around the idea of continuity and not shaking things up because you felt like mm-hmm. at the end of last season, you really found your stride and you were your the, the needle was pointing straight up. But it, it almost feels like you've gotten to a point where a shakeup would be a positive thing. And I do wonder, you know, what would be a move that you think is realistic that the the Pelicans could make at the trade deadline that might, you know, kind of jumpstart uh, this this season as you as it will? Yeah, I mean, before today, the easy answer would have been, you know, you look either for much some more shooting because they boy they've really struggled to put the ball through the hoop. I mean, Trey Murphy hasn't been Trey Murphy now for mm-hmm. six weeks. I think he's shooting about thirty two percent from three since uh, New Year's Eve. And you're supposed to be able to rely on him. So maybe Boyan Bogdanovich, his name's been in a rumor mill for like five, six weeks up there from the Detroit Pistons. Um, Toronto Raptors have a lot of guys that could help, right? Gary Trent, OG Anubi's become a favorite here. Um, but look, if, if you go for, say, somebody like Anubi, you're going to have to give up a lot. And it's not just draft assets, right? You would probably have to say goodbye to Herb, maybe even another good young player to make that deal happen. And, but today, boy, I think the entire NBA world got flipped upside down, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving announced that he wants out, basically, right, trade request, and he's not going to resign. So it behooved the Nets to make a deal. But remember, he was always tied to KD, so suddenly it feels like maybe Kevin Durant might be on the market. And if you remember, you know, Kevin Durant, there was interest by the Pelicans organization in sniffing around whether he could be available and welcome to a trade to New Orleans. So suddenly I think that can of worms has been open. So New Orleans front office, they've got a lot of decisions to make. Do you chase somebody like Durant or, like I said, you go for a Band-Aid like a Bogdanovich or a Trent uh, to add to this lineup and, like, keep that core, hope that, you know, they can find their way because they look good for almost, what, half of the season. And if you get Zion back, you just know that this team's going to be better than average. I want to ask you, Ollie, because I asked Jeff this. I think it was last hour. There just seems to be a lot of negative talk around Jonas Valanciunas on on social media right now for me, and I'm really not understanding it. And maybe you can explain it for me. Is there something that his game's lacking right now that this team uh, should move on from? I I just think he's too much of a double-double machine and so productive. I agree with you. And there's two things at play here. Number one, he was never that prototypical center, right, for today's game. Yeah. That traditional, right? He's a post player. And the Pelicans relied on him heavily last year when Zion was out. And I think Willie Green did a great job in the coaching staff. But this year, his lim- minutes have dropped. So, therefore, that production isn't quite the same. And on top of that, like I said, now everybody's playing this faster, smaller style of play. Well, he really doesn't fit in that equation. That's why we're seeing so much more Larry Nance and Valanciunas barely plays in the second half. So that's why I think fans kind of are ready to move on from him. Because if Willie Green's not going to utilize him right to and, and pound the ball in the post, like I, I thought they should have done that yesterday yeah. and some other games here on the losing streak. But if you're not going to do it, then maybe you have to go in a different direction. I personally keep him 
right? He's great insurance for Zion because how else are you going to score inside the paint? How else are you going to be able to basically make opponents guard you in the paint instead of draping, you know, their best defenders all over you on the perimeter and making life hard for Brandon and CJ? Yeah, and then kind of extending that, can you explain to me why Jackson Hayes has become like a a shadow on the Pelicans bench? Because it's like he he was the number eight overall pick in a draft. You'd think you'd be trying to, if nothing else, showcase him for for a trade, but he just doesn't. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw him on the floor. It's it's bizarre to me. Yeah, I feel like they've given him so many opportunities this season, yeah. and he just hasn't ran away with it. Honestly, I thought earlier in the season, Billy Hernan Gomez deserved the minutes ahead of him. I agree with but that. Yeah. Jackson was the one getting the minutes, right? And and he had his glimpses, but that's what he's shown us in four years. I don't see how he's improved at all, right? Okay. What has he added to his game? He still gets lost defensively. He still has no moves, right, whether it's from the perimeter or in the post. So even if a small guard is guarding him in a paint, he still doesn't have a drop step, turn around, shoot over the shoulder. He He really, like I said, has no moves. So – there's been no improvement on his part. That's why I think, obviously, this marriage with the Pelicans and him is going to end. You've got to think no later than this summer when his contract expires. But, yeah, Jackson, he, he, it's a shame because everybody on this team seemingly takes the game seriously, loves basketball, really works on their craft. But he's one of the few guys that seemingly does it. We rarely ever see him stay after practice, right? And you just watch his routines in pregame. He just doesn't really, you know, take it seriously enough, right? And that's unfortunate. Because he's got all the talent in the world, we we see it right. The ability, his length, it's incredible. It just it hasn't it hasn't clicked for him. Yeah, and I, I think it is. He's one of those guys where it is kind of confusing if you're just watching the highlights, right? Because he does mm-hmm. have the highlight play just built into his DNA, but it's it's all the small things that you don't get, and it's you know it's you have to wonder. You go back to that draft, and you know what could have been with some of those picks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but yeah, that one, that one has always kind of struck me oddly. It struck me odd at the time and it strikes me odd now, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point you bring up because y- you do watch him play and he just hasn't developed at all. No. And like I said, it's unfortunate because now suddenly, I don't know how many teams are going to be looking to add a player that, you know, basically has shown zero improvement in his first four years and he's still young, right? You don't write off somebody that I believe he's what, 22 something along those lines. So it could still click for him. It has for plenty of other players. But here in New Orleans, now that when you've got basically true aspirations of being a top four team, suddenly you've got no room for that type of player on the roster, right? Now you want either guys that are going to be on rookie contracts because they're cheap to bounce off, you know, how much McCollum, Zion, and Brandon Ingram are playing, or you've got guys that are legitimately helping you win. And Jackson's fills neither. So, like I said, his time's coming to an end here. Okay, Ollie, my man, when are we going to get some three-point shooting from? Because I feel like that seems to be something every single game where we're looking at the other team who has that guy, that that one to make the mm-hmm. shot from beyond the arc on the other squad, and the Pelicans just don't have that go-to guy that you think when it's in his hand, oh man, that's that's going to go down. That's going to uh, you know well, be, be that shot for you. And it just, it, I thought Trey Murphy was going right. to be the dude for right. you, but it just it hasn't panned out. Uh, is that something? Maybe I think everyone obviously is looking for that that shooter, uh-huh. uh, but that that could be I think something the team needs to address in uh, this this before the tread lo- deadline ends. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you still have hopes of going on a deep playoff <laughs> run, you've got to add one more guy. 
Devontae Graham was supposed to be a big part of that, yeah. but he has struggled to make anything outside of the first month of the season. And we've already talked about Trey's struggle. So really it's just been CJ. He's been the only consistent factor out there for the last six weeks. Brandon Ingram, before he missed those 29 games with that toe contusion, he was shooting lights out. I think it was at like 46% from deep, but you know, he's still looking for his shot since he's returned. But I think he's going to figure it out. You can trust CJ. You hope Trey can, but outside of those three, there's nobody you can point to and say, okay, I think that this guy's going to overcome his struggles, right? Jose's never been a shooter. Najee, right? Tyra Lewis, Herb. You go on down the list. You don't have anybody else. So they do need to get somebody in here. Yeah, B.I., the last couple games I've watched, it's been like you, you see him. He's trying to kind of shoot his way out of a funk, right? But you can – it's almost like a turnover at this point because you can, it's just not not looking right. He made one three where he kind of stepped into it, and I've always felt like if you make a three when you step into it, it means your shot's off because you don't get the normal <laughs> shot anyway. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to watch, and I do wonder, you know, is – is there an adjustment problem as it pertains to like the in-game decision making for for a Willie Green in this in this season? Because I think you 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 accept losing streaks to a point, right? Like you accept okay, you're you're not going to win every game. Every now and then you're going to get on these slumps. You might lose two, three, four, five games in a row. Once it gets to ten, you that that that's a problem. That's kind of an existential problem. That can end a season. In the in, mm-hmm. like, you could be that's the reason that you are now looking at like, man, are they going to be in the play in? They would have to turn it around to even be in the top seven seeds of the conference. And I and do like, is is that an issue that you're running into this season? Obviously, Willie Green, he's in his second year. He's not like a coach that's been around for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're learning on the job to some extent, but how, how have you seen that develop? Yeah, so with Willie, he, of course, started last year in, in, at the bottom, right? The team got off to the worst imaginable start, and then they grew together, found themselves, and started playing better and added CJ. And so he grew this reliance, I think, on the guys that carried him towards the end of last season. And then, of course, starting this year, right? Even though maybe Devontae and Jackson aren't giving you much yet, they're in the rotations because, look, the team was winning. And I, I think when you're a young coach, you kind of just lean on that. And that's why he's been, I think, slow to make some in-game adjustments. For instance, against the Mavericks last night, I couldn't believe that Luka wasn't looking at double teams in the first quarter, why he wasn't being picked up full court, when obviously he is their heart and soul and he makes everything go. And you saw it. They collapsed once he left with his injury. So we saw something similar, right, against the bird being largely guarded by Herb. Why aren't the Pelicans doubling more if they're going to play these smaller lineups when Jonas isn't out there and and a lot of these guys can defend when other teams are forcing like for instance Brandon Ingram he's getting doubled almost on the first possessions we saw how Miami did it and how other teams have done it I'm curious about that too and I like I said I think you're right it's because of his youth and he's kind of trying to stick to what was working because it was working he's not trying to give up hope on that because once you start flipping too many um, you know changing up the schemes or the rotations well, suddenly players, that's when you start tuning out or you get lost, and suddenly guys don't know what they're doing out there. So I, I think it, it's, a, it's a fine balance, and he's trying to find it. And we are seeing some things, right? For instance, Kyra, he, he played ahead of Devontae Graham, who didn't see any time against the Mavericks last night. So it's not like he's just sitting on his hands and praying, but you're right. I think more radical changes, approaches, whatever, are needed when you can't even get your team to play for a full 48 to win one game. 
Talking to Ali Cosell of thebirdrights.com. And Ali, man, uh, we need a slumbuster big tomorrow and against a team that, you know, everybody here loves to hate. What's going on with the Lakers squad coming into this matchup? I know, obviously, LeBron's on the precipice of making history. Uh, Anthony Davis always seems to be nursing some kind of injury. And I think both of them are questionable for tomorrow's matchup. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. But look, they've been pretty much on the injury list all season. <laughs> okay. And, and they, they were doing this last year when they were trying to figure out, we'll, we'll list them on there and then we'll maybe give them a rest, right, depending on the matchup, whether they felt like they had a chance of winning or if it was an easy enough team. But I tell you what, the Lakers have really turned it around since they had one of the poorest starts of the season. Everybody wrote them off, and that's why Pelicans fans were talking about Victor Wimbanyama, right? Supposedly you were able to get it because the Lakers were so poor, you swapped first-round picks because the Pelicans own that ability, right, the swap rights. But, no, they've righted the ship, and it's largely been LeBron. Along with Russell Westbrook getting moved to the bench, they've just started playing better, right? They kind of meshed. So they survived, surprisingly, without Anthony Davis, who missed you know, quite a bit of time with his injury. But now he's back. Now they're fearsome, right? They're playing better than the Pelicans for sure. But I'll tell you what, I don't think that Brandon Ingram, everybody in that locker room, they would like nothing more than in that 10-game uh, losing streak with the win over the Lakers. Because if you remember last year, Pelicans were struggling getting that playing term right, but they had two big wins against the Lakers to basically end their season mm. while the Pelicans lifted themselves into the playing tournament. So let's hope that they can redo that scenario, right, where it kind of lifts them, gives them a bump up in confidence, whatever it takes, just to get back on track. Appreciate the time, Ali, as always, editor-in-chief of thebirdrights.com. Uh, hopefully, be seeing you in that Smoothie King Center tomorrow. I'll be in there to check out that Lakers matchup. Excited to uh, finally get my first chance of viewing this Pelican squad. Unfortunately, no Zion Williamson, though. Oh, I hope you're going to be a good luck charm then. Me too. <laughs> if they do win, you're coming to the rest yeah. of the game. I'll, I'll put it all on my son. He was going for a while. He was on a streak where all the Saints games he had gone to that they had won, except for that terrible, horrible finale against the Panthers. But, yeah, I'm bringing the good luck with me. We're snapping that streak tomorrow. Appreciate it, Ollie. Be talking to you soon, man. All right, guys. Thanks, Ollie. Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak here on WWL, coming back with more after this on the Big 870 and 105.3 FM, Odyssey app, and WWL.com. Ah, got them all in there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.